Hi. This is Andrew Lada. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is episode 66, Gut Feeling, Slap Your Mammy. Do you remember where you were when you heard that OJ was charged with murder? I mean, if you weren't in the womb or preconception. But if you're around, uh, do you remember where you were? I've discussed this in previous podcasts that these sort of flashbulb memories of significant events are actually wildly inaccurate and are a product of our brain's wonderful predilection for narrative construction. That's not particularly useful for eyewitness testimony, but it's fantastic for whiskey-induced storytelling around a campfire. So here's my misrecollection of the events. I woke up to my alarm clock in my shitty apartment in Chicago on June 18th, 1994, to the radio station I had chosen as my appropriate wake-up call at 5 a.m. And I heard them discuss that O.J. Simpson, the Heisman Award winner, one of the top five greatest running backs in NFL history, a commercial and film star who was in the, for crying out loud, the Naked Gun series, that he was arrested on suspicion of murder. So I hit the snooze several times, went back to sleep. And when I woke up, I thought, what a weird fucking dream I had that one of the most beloved people in America was considered a cold-blooded killer. What's next? Bill Cosby is a rapist? (laughs) I have amazing dreams. Or God has the most perverse scriptwriter of all time working for him. Of course, we all know what happened next. The OJ trial was must-see television, and the country could not stop talking about it. Everywhere I went, every time I went outside to a restaurant or a park or anywhere that humans showed up, Someone was talking about the OJ trial. Literally everyone. And if you weren't talking about the trial directly, you were one of those pretentious fucking elites complaining that these lowbrow Americans give such a shit about something so salacious and unimportant as the Simpson trial. After all, the same time the Yugoslavian war was raging, peace negotiations were going on at that time. Over 100,000 people died in Europe during that Yugoslavian war. How dare you concern yourself with two people in Brentwood and a celebrity when 140,000 people died in a war that was considered a genocide and that was going on at the same time? You are all so stupid. At the time, I was an academic, and I had a very unpopular opinion. I would defend everyone's interest in the O.J. Simpson case and thought that the universal interest in this case was wonderful and miraculous. Not the killing, of course, but the interest it gave us and that everyone wanted to express an opinion. That gave me hope for humanity. Yes, the Yugoslavian War was important. Given the historical importance of that area for centuries in worldwide conflict, it was a disgusting war predicated on arbitrary divides that resulted in family members killing each other. And it brought the U.S. into conflict and dragged the U.S. into a moral quandary. 
How much could we engage in this war without putting, as they say, boots on the ground? The problem is that most people at the time just hated war, hated the concept of it, and didn't want to discuss it. But damn, they wanted to talk about OJ. Everywhere, somebody wanted to talk about OJ. And it was glorious. It was glorious. Most people talk about the weather. Mm, looks like we'll rain this weekend. Good, we need some rain. Been a bit of a drought. Though I hope it waits until Sunday. Planning on going to an outdoor wedding on Saturday, so maybe the preservation of our plants and ecosystem could wait until Sunday, so I don't need an umbrella. Holy shit, get me out of this elevator. But during the OJ trial, it was discussions of race injustice, class injustice, fame and privilege. Was OJ a victim because he was black? Was OJ actually black because he seemed to have sold that out long ago? Who was the weird white druggy dude? Seriously, though, a thought-provoking discussion of race, class, justice, and privilege when actual discussions were allowed. People actually had opinions. Now bringing these topics up will lock people into their corners. Like, I, this is where I am politically, so these are the views I have. But back then, everyone was giving their opinions regardless of race, class, or socioeconomic status, and I loved it. Seriously, now, ask yourself, do you remember or know more about the O.J. Simpson trial or the Yugoslavian war? Which one is more important now to your view of yourself and the world at large? Is it the O.J. Simpson trial or your distinctions between Serbia and Kosovo, Bosnia-Herzegovina, whatever the hell it was called? I can tell you Kamala Harris's answer to that question because on February 20th this year, February 20th, she was trying to warn us all about the dangers of the war in Ukraine and said, and I quote, we're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. It's been over 70 years. And through those 70 years, there's been peace and security. We're talking about the real possibility of war in Europe. Uh, 70 years of peace? What about the Yugoslavian War, in which NATO and the U.S. actually did bombing campaigns? Uh, now, nah. forget that one. This is the first time since Hitler that there's been war. <laughs> she doesn't remember it. I'm sure she remembers OJ. And I don't have a problem with that. I love history. And I know it might be behind mathematics, one of my majors, as the most poorly misunderstood uh, major in common parlance. But... I love more the ability of humans to consider and discuss ideas. That's what makes me happy. Actual discussion. And the OJ trial was one of the best instigators of abstract idea discussions I've ever witnessed. So here we are. 
another war in Europe, this time in Ukraine. Now, Ukraine is in historical, the important area where families are divided for arbitrary reasons, fighting each other. And the U.S. and NATO are in a quandary in terms of how they should react without putting boots on the ground. Looks kind of like Yugoslavia. And here comes another story that's going to dominate the discussion. War schmore. Let's talk about what we really care about. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars on Sunday night. <laughs> oh my shit, I didn't see it live. I heard about it the next morning. It dominated the news. It even dominated the sports news coverage that morning. When I wanted to hear about my new favorite player, uh, his name is Brady Manick. I call, her, I call him Dumpster Kitty Piss Brady Manick from the North Carolina Tar Heels basketball team. Look him up. But anyway, I haven't seen it yet, but I know this is coming. I know this is what's going to happen because it's now dominating our conversation. At some point, the elite pundits will complain that the country is so focused on this celebrity bitch fight, even though thousands are dying in Ukraine. What kind of people are you? And I want to get out in front of this uh, outrage with a simple statement. Keep my momentous, important celebrity moment out your fucking mouth. In my last podcast, I complained or whined (laughs) about the superficial level of discussion about this war. In fact, I don't even think they call it a war. I think they still refer to it as a conflict in Ukraine. I think the discussion has been pathetic in terms of its relation to even recent historical developments and it's been below the level of moral calculation of a John Wick movie. And I promise you this, 18 years from now, 18 years from now, no one will give a shit or be able to tell you what the problem was between Ukraine and Russia. Looks like Russia will get the Donbass region and Ukraine will declare its neutrality and you'll still be talking about the slap. Everyone, everyone in the future will be able to tell you about the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock and I am all on board. The issues involved in that one moment are so important. Let the discussion begin. Is Will Smith in the right to slap another man in defense of his wife? Isn't that the chivalry of a fucking Emily Bronte novel? Was Chris Rock a bitch to just take it? Or was he the bigger man because he was able to lower the temperature of the room and continue on despite the violence? Was that an example of black-on-black violence? What if one of them was white? Wait, what if Chris Rock was Tiffany Haddish, a female, female black comedian making the joke? What if... Will Smith went up and slapped a woman. Obviously different, uh, I guess, because gender still exists. What if it was Matt Damon going up to slap Chris Rock? Oh, shit. So does liberal Hollywood have to deal now with the positions on race, gender, violence, and cancel culture? (laughs) Oh, fuck. I love it. Let's go. People actually have 
opinions on this, regardless of their political and ideological bent. How many times have you said to somebody or thinking of saying to somebody, hey, what's your take on the Will Smith slapping? Asking for an actual opinion instead of stating it ahead of time. That's amazing. This isn't Trump slaps a baby. This is have an opinion and discuss it. Wow. I mean, you want to go different opinions. You can go, man should stand up for his woman. Fuck toxic masculinity. Love it. How about, uh, we need to defend the rights of a black man to express himself, especially defending a black woman. Love it. You want to go upper class people can commit an assault in public and get an award and no consequences. Love it. Bring it. Bring it. Uh, just to let me know, my starting salvo in this thing would be Will Smith and Chris Rock both show me why I love guys, real guys, and why I hang around with real guys. It's not popular, but it's beautiful to me, and I see it every weekend when I'm out. Man makes a joke. Another man is offended and responds. First man actually mans up, diffuses the situation, doesn't make himself into a bitch. Shit. Good job, Chris Rock. And honestly, good job, Will Smith. That was all male toxicity and male stoicism at its best. Now, that's my take. Let's discuss. But no one in the future will remember Lviv, Ukraine, or the Dumbass region, especially in 18 years from now. We'll all remember the slap last night. Two nights ago, actually. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Ideas and discussions matter more than geopolitics and death. I've heard several people on TV the last couple days discuss this and make the comment, I know this isn't the most important thing going on today, but we thought we would discuss it. Sorry, but it is the most important thing. And it's the only thing we'll remember from today. I mean, obviously, unless you're Ukrainian. Do you remember the Nepal earthquake in April 2015? They had an earthquake in Nepal. About 9,000 people died. You don't remember it? That's okay. It's probably because you were distracted because that's also when Bruce Jenner came out as Caitlyn Jenner. I've argued this many times. The Kardashians are not just the most important cultural moment of the first two decades of the century but perhaps the most important defining characteristic of the beginning of the 2000s. Maybe behind 9-11 or the movie Zoolander. It doesn't make you a bad person because you remember events that are singular and interesting and important to your ideals, even if at the same time you're ignoring suffering and death. So let me be clear. The most important event of 2022 will be the Will Smith Oscar slap. Unless Mr. Dumpster Kitty Piss Manic wins the NCAA. <laughs> so when you're told today or tomorrow or the next day that your interest in the Will Smith bitch slap is inconsequential compared to the conflict in Ukraine, trust me, you'll be vindicated in our collective memory in the future. Pass the tequila. Out!